Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And Jane Pickett joins us of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Jane, good afternoon to you. And welcome along for our usual pet slot on this Thursday. Before we start and get into pet questions, uh, we've got a lot of calls this morning and this is the news. You're probably, f- mm. I'm sure, aware of this. Uh, it's the disease RHD2 and it's affected a number of rabbits and hares in the Cork area. It's been, it's contagious and it's mm-hmm. been found in, in 12 animals, but they're saying there's a lot of higher cases. These are the animals that they actually detected it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the question here, though, is can this actually spread to other animals, to pets maybe? Mm. It can do. So it's a, it's rabbit viral hemorrhagic disease. It's actually just a virus which unfortunately can enter the system in, in both rabbits and hares. Um, and unfortunately it causes catastrophic damage, lots of bleeding and it's, it's usually not a happy outcome. Now, it can transfer to other animals as in other rabbits, other hares. Um, creatures of that nature. But as, as regards transferring it to people, no. It's not possible to catch it as far as we know. And to other, let's say, dogs or cats, if, mm. if God forbid, one of them, let's say, um, if a dog went out and ate a rabbit or caught a rabbit, we don't think that there's any transmissibility. We don't think that it's transferable. Um, but certainly between, let's say, wild and domesticated pet rabbits and hares, yes, it can certainly be transferred. I think the important thing to say here is, particularly as it's as it's become a problem in the local area, if you have a rabbit, it's best to check your little vaccination card for your rabbit if it is vaccinated and make sure it's vaccinated. We always vaccinate for myxomatosis, but we can also, there's a new vaccine for this viral hemorrhagic disease, which covers a few strains of it. So it's important to protect your rabbit from the strains we can do if we can. So if you're uncertain, contact your local vet, make sure you're vaccinated and if not, get it done. OK, let's move into questions. First of all, Mary in Kildallery, um with the rabbit disease, and I think we've nearly answered this, uh, if a dog eats an the rabbit what are the consequences well hopefully none mm, hopefully none from the from the perspective of the the viral hemorrhagic disease if it was to be was to be affected but the usual consequences of potentially eating a rabbit bones stuck tummy upsets etc mm. etc et so making sure that they're you know nice and normal in themselves no vomiting no diarrhea um if you have any concerns visit your vet Okay, Juge, her cat, uh, her eyes, they're leaking fluid. It seems to be looking like they're leaking fluid Mm. anyway. And the cat is beginning to cough. Now, she brought uh, an eye medication and wipes as well. Mm -hmm. It hasn't done much. Uh, The cough is getting worse today from her cat. Anything she can do? Okay, yeah. This is a really interesting one. So cats are very unusual in the sense of sometimes they can get eye infections and eye problems, so watery eyes, when they get a bit of a head cold. So we call it upper respiratory tract disease and that can be anything from a snotty nose to a bit of a cough to um, runny, runny eyes. 
um, and an eye infection. So it could well be that it might just not be the, the eyes that are affected. And I think you've done well initially just spotting that and spotting that the cough has followed on from that. I think it really does sound like you might need to visit your vet for an examination. It is possible that the eyes might be an isolated issue. And for one reason or another, we might have a, a totally unconnected eye infection. But certainly given the development of the cough as well, that needs to be investigated. So I think pop along to your vet, um, let them know the symptoms and when they've occurred and they'll do a full physical exam and if any treatment's required I'm sure they'll help you out with that. Okay Caroline has a Bichon 8 weeks old now very hard to house train him anything you could suggest to help Caroline Jane? Oh this is always a challenge so it is little puppies Um, so first of all congratulations on getting a new puppy it's a fierce exciting time altogether one thing I would say is it's really just patience and perseverance and patience is really the operative word I think give give your little puppy the most chances you can to give him to get to get it right essentially so take them out to the garden or your designated peeing and pooing spot more than you ever think they'll need to use it give them that option continually the more times they get it right and get rewarded and lots and lots of fuss best puppy on earth play play with them and let them know that you know they've done a really really good job the more time that experience happens in the right place the quicker they will house train the more times accidents happen in the wrong place the slower it'll be so I think it's really it's really the onus is on the owner rather than the pup the pup has I suppose limited understanding until we kind of you know teach it exactly where it needs to go it doesn't know the difference so we need to have patience with it Um, they'll get the hang of it I think another thing I would say is when you go out and they do their business outside in the right place make a big fuss but don't don't take them straight back inside straight away because sometimes they'll think oh well I've Peter Pruden now the fun ends I have to go back inside play with them for a good minute half a minute afterwards so that they they don't think that let's say doing their business which is the desired outcome doesn't end all of the fun and I think another thing is just be aware until they're four to six months they don't have full bladder control so if they do have a little accident overnight it's it's not their fault um i think you just need to i think the best thing to do is take them out last thing in the evening and first thing in the morning you might need to get go to bed a little later and get up a little earlier for a little while until they gain that control but i'm sure you'll get there and another training exercise here for you this one is from Frick he's got a Yorkie and when he was nine months old he began chewing everything peeing and pooing now I bring him outside to go for his pee but he won't go and then when he comes in he goes mm-hmm. uh, now I have him in a crate when I leave the house so is there anything extra I can do or any help at all says Frick mm. this can be really challenging particularly if you have a little dog that was previously house trained and something has changed I would wonder if something has changed within the pattern of what you were doing when he goes out to the out to the garden to do his peas and poos certainly I would I would make sure that you know very much like our, our previous caller I would make sure that you don't end all of the fun once he's done his business outside because it may be that he he may be have been bought in immediately after doing his peas and poos and he's holding off on doing it for as long as he can and then he's absolutely bursting to go by the time he gets inside but he knows the fun is over playing outside at that point so he thinks oh I'll just do it inside here so I think you really just need to give him a good amount of activity outside lots of mental stimulation and certainly motion does kind of encourage the bowels to move as it were so I think a lot of play outside will certainly help to get things moving um positive reinforcement so when they do it right on the odd occasion he is doing it right outside you know make the biggest fuss you can of him he's absolutely fabulous and the one thing I would say is very much like the puppy you are kind of starting from scratch here just pretend you've got an eight week old puppy and you won't go far wrong a lot of patience because for one reason or another he's just got it into his head that this is where he's meant to do his business and it's not his fault that he's a little bit wrong 
Okay. And I've uh, this person here on text has a seven-year-old shit to do. I forget. I forgot to give the booster last year. Is it okay to give the booster now, or do I have to do something else? Okay. So I think well done on remembering it needs to be done I think it's one of the toughest things sometimes I normally suggest people put a big big mark in your calendar for next year Mm. when you get your vaccination done this year some practices will run a vaccination reminder system where we'll ring you a few few months in advance but double check with your practice whether that's part of their protocol or not it is for some not for others Um, certainly I think getting up to date with vaccinations is a really good idea for this little dog if they've missed it last year they can certainly have a vaccination this year but they'll probably need to be restarted so they'll probably just need an extra little injection depending on what vaccination brand we use anywhere between two to four weeks after the first one and then they'll be back up to date it's very much like when they were a pup and they needed a course of primary vaccinations so two vaccinations in sequence essentially if they've had lapsed vaccinations so had a year without vaccination we just pretend they're a pup and restart them again so there's no problem I think you're you're doing exactly the right thing restarting have a chat with your vet and I'm sure they'll get you sorted and Mike and Nocknagree, he has three family collie dogs. The father is 16 years old and is very healthy. And the he and she are seven years old. Again, very healthy. Also, I worm dose them three times a year. Is there anything else they need done? Also, I gave them multi-injections two years ago. OK, so certainly for it goes for any dog really out there. They do certainly need an annual vaccination once a year. And that prevents most of, let's say, the the potentially fatal infectious diseases that we can potentially vaccinate for. So I suppose the biggies around here would always be parvo, but particularly leptospirosis, because I know certainly as a practice, we see waves of loads of dogs becoming affected. And it breaks my heart because it's something very preventable. So make sure they get their vaccination every year. And while they're there, they'll probably get a health check. Health checks are really, really important just to nip early problems in the bud. And a lot of the time it's, let's say, avoiding problems later. So whether it be dental disease, we can tackle that earlier on and the earlier the better. Or whether it be, let's say, a a problem of old age. Sometimes if we catch things earlier, we can manage them a lot better. Um, So there's no point in putting off the health check. So normally they will be done at least once a year with the vaccination. I think you're doing a good job with the worming. I think potentially a little bit more frequent is is suitable for most dogs. Now, it really depends on your individual circumstance and their risk. But let's say an average dog that's going out for their walks and pottering around the house and has access to the outdoors, I would normally say for most 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 dogs every three months will be adequate so quarterly um, and normally you would need to do them for let's say fleas might slice as a preventative so it's much easier to solve the or to prevent these problems rather than solve them because you're opening a can of worms trying to get rid of fleas in a household particularly if you have multiple animals like this gentleman has so I would say a flea preventative speak to your vet there's a number of options sometimes you can use a little spot on treatment normally they're monthly or sometimes there's tablets that are every three months but I think the main thing I would say with the preventative treatments is speak to your vet they'll be able to guide you both as to their level of risk and how frequently they should be done but mainly they'll be able to guide you as to what products will actually work because there's a lot on the market (laughs) that are maybe a little bit more dubious All right, okay and very finally uh, briefly on this one I have two Rottweilers a mum and a son the mother is neutered but the son won't stop hopping his mother do I have to get him neutered? I don't Uh, know what age the son is now Okay, I would say yes I would advise that now the one thing I would say is the, make sure 100% that the mum is neutered. So I would have a, have a think back. Make sure she is neutered. Double check with your vet on their records if you can. Just make sure that she's, let's say, not coming into heat. And that's not what's, let's say, causing the excitement. Making the excitement, yeah. I would say... In any case, unless you're intending to breed from the sun, I would definitely recommend castration for a number of reasons, both behavioural at points, but also health. 
um, it reduces their risk of testicular cancer, prostate cancer later in life. Um, it's a really good thing to do. Sometimes what I would say, however, is some of these, let's say, hopping on, humping behaviours, chasing the ladies, some of them are learned behaviours once they've developed. So there's no 100% guarantee that castration will, let's say, get It'll rid work. of those behaviours. Okay. okay, Jim, well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, best enough to that particular dog owner there with the mother <laughs> and son. Uh, we'll talk to you next week, Jane. That's okay. the Jane Pickett there of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.